0: Hey, this is Coffee and Scripture with Carrie and Natalie. Grab your favorite morning drink. Ours happens to be coffee. We want to walk with you through life. We want you to know that you're not alone. We want you to know what God says about our good times and bad times. We want you to be encouraged. We want to pray with you. We want to laugh, cry, hope, and invite balance into our lives through God's Word. Here we are. Good morning. Hi everybody, um, this is Carrie and this is Natalie, and um, here we are back again this week um, on day nine of Bob Santos's Community Prayer Devotional, and day nine is called Myths of Permanence. So this was like a a deep one that I like we had to work through um, because it's like these great like really deep ideas um that are interconnected but you have to like find your way way through it and um I really like what Bob did and how he like connected these dots here um so myths of permanence and he says Bob says that there are like two myths that we as humans typically believe about permanence and so the first one he talks about and so permanence. I guess we should maybe define that first.
1: I look. I looked it up because I wasn't one hundred percent sure. The state of quality of lasting or remaining unchanged indefinitely. Mm. What the heck? That now in layman's terms. Yes.
0: So like staying the same. Yes. Permanent. Right. I think we just don't permanent always... marker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Never going away. Always being there. Um, I think we just don't always use that word in terms of the that ending. Like right. we use it more like permanent. Yes. With the T, but then but this is like oh, I, I'm not giving one of my English lessons today because <laughs> I don't know how to say this. But this is the same word as permanent, but it's saying it as permanence. Okay, I
1: feel like we sound unintelligent. (laughs) I was going to use that not as a nice word, but okay.
0: But I have a three-year-old, so I'm like really conscious about like saying things like that because he
1: picks up everything. Right. And he'll be mimicking you.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, I called my dog an idiot the
1: other
0: day. Well, she was being an idiot, like (laughs) running around just like, she's got a lot of pent-up energy because, (laughs) you know, we're just at home a lot. And she was running around in circles and running into things and just being crazy. And I was like, you're being an idiot, and River's like, "Ash, you're being an idiot," and I was like, "Oh, okay, yep." That's- I've
1: I've gotten called at work from the daycare saying that all the kids are crying because your son is debating them on something. And it's like, oh, sorry about that.
0: Is he learning that from his mom. Yes.
1: <laughs> so you do have to be careful. You really do.
0: So we sound unintelligent or <laughs> <And we're> stupid. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm sorry. OK, back to this now. Humanity. It says humanity tends to believe two myths about permanence, and um both have significant influence on our prayer life. So the first myth is actually one of impermanence. Now you're really like throwing us. Oh, geez. A-
1: not a permanent marker. One that smears. Right. That's all I have to think about things. Okay, I have to like a take dry, it back. dry
0: erase marker. There you go. Impermanent. <laughs> okay, so in like attributing that to our um like our faith um people end up believing which this makes sense to me I've I've felt like I've heard people feel this way before um maybe even sometimes myself me too so that god of the old te- I'm sorry god of the new testament is not the same god he's like he acts really different than he's the, nicer than the old one that's yeah. what the the myth is yes that um somehow he changed mm-hmm. in some way like the old testament was like all these rules like do this and don't do that and you know the 10 commandments and then um the new testament's like just all about grace right and like you're just you're forgiven and it's okay um but um bob goes on to explain about um how the difference and how can we how can we answer that question or um debunk that myth right uh that is that the difference lies in the covenants so he says the and we had had a a whole we did um show about covenant that was a couple weeks ago um so that was like the um like the the meaningful vow. right right the um, what was behind it. So let's read here. He says, the old Testament is characterized by a covenant of law. Mm-hmm. So that's the 10 commandments and the new Testament is embodied by a covenant of grace. Hmm. And in this, the old serves the new. So I like this because I always, I I always, for some reason, like God has blessed me with the ability to grasp this concept And I feel like it makes a ton of sense. So in Romans, um, Paul talks about how um, the the Old Testament, like the commandments, Mm -hmm. they were given to us so that we would understand that we can't do them on our own. Like, we're incapable of following all the rules. So this is how the Old Testament serves the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So, like, God showed us all that stuff first, and then he gave us the answer. Because he knows we're not perfect and we can't do it. It's impossible for us to do that without... Without Jesus, um, it says the Mosaic Law, which was filled with all manner of judgments, served a necessary purpose to guide people away from the natural human thought patterns. The new covenant, which is characterized by grace, though not entirely free of judgment, provides a more accurate perspective of God's heart. Mm-hmm. Love was, is, and always will be integral to our Heavenly Father's character. Do not believe the myth that Jesus is more loving than the heavenly father, or that God has some, God has somehow changed from the Old Testament to the new. God's not change. So if you just kind of remember back when we first started talking, um, this is that myth of impermanence. So we somehow think that God changed over mm-hmm. the different um, covenants, but um, Bob's telling us that he did not and we absolutely support that because we know that God never changes he he says that and he's the same yesterday today and forever <laughs> and we believe that by faith um and because of this of his unwavering constancy he is both approachable and worthy of trust for those who have embraced Jesus Christ as their lord and savior um okay so then The second myth, I guess, that we believe about permanence is that um, we have a false sense of permanence in the world. Mm -hmm. So he goes up. Bob goes on to say that, like, people will like will spend lots of money on things like houses and properties and cars and what have you, clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something can happen like a car accident or a house fire or some kind of natural disaster like a tornado. Um, in fact, he says that there was one, a tornado that went through a neighboring county. Uh, and in the newspaper, he Bob remembers reading an article about a farmer who sadly lamented that the tornado had destroyed in five minutes what had taken him 30 years to build. Right. So, um, not holding on too tightly to our things that um, of the world that the roth and roth, the <laughs> moth and rust. So, roth was a a, um, a putting together of the words um,
1: moth. I and went rust. to I went to Roth IRA. Yeah, that's right. It's not <laughs> it's not stable.
0: <laughs> we'll see. It worked then because that is definitely your. Um, um, accounting type background mind. yes because my, my financial background coming yes, out there it is financial because <laughs> my mind would have not gone there okay where moth and rust did, did I do it again no I did it right you did time. it right <laughs> see now I don't even know what's right and what is right. <laughs> moth and rust Nothing's destroy <laughs> that's right um but to store up our treasures in heaven mm-hmm. um where they never go away they're always there um so he says, Bob is saying that um oh I love this because then he sort of um transitions into the idea about people. Because then, so then unfortunately we get this idea of permanence that like um Oh, this person is so frustrating. Like they're too far gone. Right, they're never going right. to change. They're, they're always just going to be that Stay way Stay
1: away from them. They're yeah. <laughs> not going to change.
0: Right. There's no hope or whatever. Um, he says, and, and I feel like this is pertinent for just kind of like the time of the world and everything that's going on now. He says, some of us despise the thought of a changing world. We recall a time when life seemed kinder and more wholesome. Hmm. It was an era when people got along and looked after each other. Of course, that has never been the full reality of our fallen world, but still, we have seen far too many negative changes over the past few decades. The epic human slide into a moral abyss need not be permanent. However, if we want to pray effectively, we must learn to dispel the myth of human permanence. People's hearts are like molding... Yeah, molding... Oh my gosh, it's like Roth molding, <laughs> <Yes>. molding Roth. <laughs> People's hearts are like modeling clay in our creator's hands. And the scriptures actually say that. Certainly some of the, our clay vessels have become drier and harder than others, but none of them are beyond the power of our Savior's touch. Everything in the world is fluid, which means that there is always hope for positive change. But God alone does not change. So, I don't know. I just kind of want to, like, soak that idea in for a little bit. Um, Everything in the world is fluid, which means that there's always hope for positive change. But we can also rest assured that God doesn't change. Right. So, everything changes except for God. Everything can change except for God. And that means in good ways and in bad ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's good for us to know. Right. I think that is good. That's something.
1: Yeah, that's hard to think about. You're thinking about two separate things, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, actually, I know exactly what you mean. It's like an abstract idea, but yet it's, um, yeah. Um, so, like, <clears throat> things can change. Like, if things are good... Right now and you're happy with where your life is at, you know, don't hold too tightly to that mm-hmm. because it can change right. in, in an instant. You know, you just don't you just don't know what's going to happen. You could get a phone call. You could get you don't know. Right. Um, but also if things are really, really not going well or right. somebody is really lost or, so, you know, someone you love is really, you know, or if you are really, you know, in a bad way in your life right now, don't give up hope because mm-hmm. life is fluid and it can change. You know, sure it, can. it can get better.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go but to this crazy example because, you don't know, always have one. Yes. Um.
0: No, I meant like, yes, please do. Not like, yes, like, you, you always have, crazy have stuff. a crazy example. You do always have a lot of ideas. I'll <laughs> say that. <laughs> You're very I, full I of was ideas. just
1: thinking how... Uh, I almost used to punish myself. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is what. I, okay, so let me just go back to say I'm at a busy day at work, mm-hmm. and everything is really bad in the after or in the morning. Okay, I always <clears throat> would say to myself, "It's okay," because usually I don't have a bad day the whole day. After lunch, it's always a little bit better. Okay, and then, or if I was having a really good day in the morning, I be like, "Oh crap, my afternoon's going to be crappy," oh. because I just like didn't give myself. Grace and I was like, well, I can't be happy the whole day. I see. So one of the halves is going to be messed up. Okay. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. So, I don't know.
0: In some ways that like do you think that was good or do you think that wasn't good?
1: I think when I was having a bad morning that was good. Yeah. But I think when I was having a good morning that wasn't a good right, way to think of it. You
0: could have potentially been setting yourself up for And I
1: was losing the joy of the goodness right, right there. Right. Because
0: you're automatically thinking, "Well, this is going to go bad."
1: But but that's how our brains work, right? We're always thinking of the next step. Mhm. Right? And I think Which is
0: what, why we're bad at living in the moment.
1: Yes. So I, but I also think that that's what this is saying. Let's look to scripture. Let's let God tell us what the next step is and trying to figure it instead of trying to figure it all out.
0: Yeah. Yep. For
1: and sure. give to him our good and our bad.
0: And don't lose hope. I mean don't don't, right. don't give up hope, um but also don't be so um attached to your material possessions. Right. Um, yeah, if you hold too tightly to those things, look out. It's not good for you. Um, Bob goes on to talk about, um, let's see, it's in Acts 7 and it is when Stephen is actually being stoned, um, for his faith and for, um, basically teaching everybody about Jesus and it says, so Acts seven fifty nine verse 59 and 60. They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then, falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. Which I really like that, how it says he fell asleep. It doesn't say he died. It says he fell asleep. Right. Which is really cool because that is the truth for all of us who who have given our lives to Jesus is that there there's no death anymore. We we do not die. We mm-hmm. really don't. Um we have our souls and everybody has a soul and um it can live on forever and not die. You would fall asleep in the Lord. Um but the the really cool thing as well that stands out here obviously is he says he says, do not hold this sin against them. So he's praying for these people who are stoning him, who are throwing rocks at him. Who does that remind you of? Well, somebody else might have said that before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he got that from somebody.
0: I think he stole that. He's a copycat, <laughs> that's Stephen. <laughs> oh, no,
1: he's doing it the right way. He is, and
0: he actually obviously learned really well from you know, from watching our Savior. Right. Um, and from how he how he acted and how he how he treated people. And I think, you know, I was really hesitant as to whether or not and I actually posted something on our Facebook about, um, you know, racism and, the, and just the things that are happening. And then I quickly took it down uh-huh. only because I just didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea of what i was trying to say right and and you know if you post things on facebook that's easy for that to happen it's like somebody could take that the wrong way and it said like it said all are precious in his sight and it had a hand and then like each finger was painted a different color Mm -hmm. and i just didn't want anybody to think that i was saying that like um Stop saying black lives matter because all lives matter. And that's not, that wasn't at all, that wasn't my intention, but somebody could have taken it that way because I feel very heartbroken over all this division Mm -hmm. and all of this, um, just everything that's happening in the world and like I don't I've just always like loved diversity so much
1: I've always been
0: so attracted to like people just in general just like oh I want to get to know them or like their culture and how they live and just just in um other ethnicities and people from other countries and um other races and just stuff like that but um I forgot what I was going to say but this kind of just The post that you were going to put. Yeah, but it was leading, leading me to something. But I did take that down just because it's such a sensitive topic that it's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to be really careful to not give the wrong idea to anybody as to where we're at with this, you know, um, as a ministry, um, because it's, it's just really sad. Um, and I understand, I understand how people are feeling, um, I've also worked in a field where I've seen, unfortunately, police officers where their power and authority has gone to their head and Mm -hmm. they just don't treat people with respect. Um, But I also know currently some police officers who are the the most amazing, nicest, loving, respectful people that I've ever met. So it's not... I mean it's you
1: can't group people. Right. You never it, you never can. Right? No.
0: You never can and so you it, it's all on an individual basis. But um truly peace and um love and forgiveness is really the only way to walk through our lives because we're all gonna be hurt. We're all gonna be hurt in different ways. And um yeah I don't know. It's tough we're, Our world's in a really tough place right now
1: it is, but and I do think that if we try to put ourselves in anybody else's shoes, yeah, whoever we're thinking of, mm-hmm. I think that that's always a good way to look at it. yeah, put yourself in the shoes of the person you're upset with
0: right Oh yeah, absolutely, you're right. I can think about any situation. And that uh, that always works. It
1: does. Uh-huh. It's so simple. <clears throat> Try to think but, about but hard. If you were them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and your th- heart will change a little if you think of it that way.
0: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens. I mean, that's what happens with prayer. That's what happens whenever we're, you know, really, truly trying to, with a whole heart, work through a situation. Well, is that like it? Most of the time, it's not going to change the situation, but it's going to end up changing you, right? Um. So Stephen, just you know, praise that prayer, Lord. Don't hold this sin against them, and um. And then Bob goes on to talk about Saul, who, um, from that situation, um, it, it actually is what, now wait, I want to try to make sure I understand this right. So it says, those who witnessed the event laid their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul who found Stephen stoning to be inspiring. Filled with blind zeal, Saul himself began to persecute and imprison the followers of Jesus. So that's kind of what I thought the first time I read it. I wanted to make sure I was right, though, Uh was that, so I guess Saul got, like, inspired to... um, go on stoning people because he was like yeah you know whatever this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and he's weak and he's like oh forgive them and whatever so then he just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and he was actually really a big powerful um person in the whole um persecution against christianity and then i like how uh Bob says this, but God is actually the one who did it. It says, and I wonder if this is how we got this
1: uh, high, high this horse
0: saying. Yeah. I wonder if it is from the Saul story. It could be. It's like, you're going to get knocked off your high horse <laughs> or somebody should knock him down off of his high horse because Saul was actually riding on a horse. Sure, um, And he literally like got knocked down off the horse and, um, he was converted. I mean, he believed in in God after that, and he became Paul. So there you go, a real-life example of people can change. That's exactly right. One of the right. first ones, right? People can change, and they say it was so radical. Saul's conversion was so dramatic that even Christians had a difficult time believing that it was genuine.
1: Huh. Hmm,
0: isn't that crazy? Stephen could have reacted with anger, bitterness, fear, um, resignation, or or all of the above, but he did not. And because Stephen trusted God and refused to believe the myth of human permanence, he lifted a powerful prayer of forgiveness to heaven. This world and untold lives have been forever changed as a result. Hmm. Um, so Bob always has a scripture to pray and a prayer focus. So... Um, I thought it was really interesting because I didn't see him going in this direction
1: with the prayer focus
0: and I wasn't Me ex- either.
1: I actually thought we were on the wrong chapter and I was like, I must have flipped too many pages. Yeah, I was like Because it threw me off. At well, first. how did we
0: get there? Because we didn't necessarily talk about this. However, it totally makes sense. It does
1: after you look back. And it's completely
0: all connected. So the prayer focus is for those who are in addiction. <laughs> For those who are stuck in addiction and in um, the scripture to pray is I'm sorry, I read the scripture earlier. Usually that's what you like to do. Natalie, I'm sorry <laughs> for doing that. Do you want to read this one? Oh,
1: sure. Okay, so this is Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 5. Mm-hmm. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Mm. Amen. Lord,
0: we thank you that you do not change and that our prayers are powerful to change human hearts. We pray that you will impact a rich hope in those in our community who are addicted to sex, drugs, alcohol, and other substances or activities. These bonds might seem unbreakable at times, but we ask that you demolish the destructive mindsets that keep people bound, that you will do a marvelous work in those addicted to materialism and guide them to find fulfillment in you, that you will free those addicted to sex, and that you will give grace and wisdom to their spouses that you will deliver those addicted to drugs while strengthening, encouraging, and imparting wisdom to their families, that you will break the bonds of alcoholism and protect family members from the resulting neglect and abuse, that you will change the hearts of drug dealers and expose the drug trade for the sake of rooting it out of our community, that you will bring comfort, healing, and peace to those who have suffered the loss of loved ones due to addiction, and that you will miraculously bring much good from those tragic circumstances. I thank you, God, that we can count on you for these things. I know um, that it's hard for people to understand why you don't just step in and stop all of, all of the painful and difficult things that happen. Um, but, Lord, we put our trust in you that... You work on our behalf for our greater good. And although it doesn't make sense now, it will make sense one day. It will all make sense one day. But we also know that you weep along with us. That your heart is broken along with ours. um, That it's not what you intended it to be. And yet, our free will is um, for our good and for your glory, Lord. Because if you just had us follow you, if you just made us robots, um, it wouldn't really be love. Because ultimately, love is a choice. And it's patient, and it's kind, and it's never self-seeking. And it doesn't hold record of wrongs, Lord. So teach us to be more and more like you. Help us to love those around us those we don't understand help us to put ourselves in their shoes that we might just be changed through it help us to know that nothing has to stay the way that it is and yet let us not hold too tightly to the good things that we have because all things do change except for you so you are the solid rock that we can hold on to when life starts to move too fast And we're tired and we just can't go on anymore. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you join us again same time next week. You can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Coffee and Scripture with Carrie and Natalie. Have a great week.